0: What up, fight fans? Welcome to Full Press MMA. I'm Jim Grease, G R I E S, at Jim Grease underscore, at Cageside Grease on social media. Here with all the news, here with all the notes, here with all the hot topics, and here with the hot takes you need to help you be the smartest fan in the conversation, talking about the sport we know and love, Mixed Martial Arts. It's Full Press MMA. I'm Grease. It's Thursday let's roll. Easy in, easy out in the big easy for Nate Diaz. A sneak peek into the new documentary McGregor Forever gives us a look at the intensity and the focus of Conor McGregor as he gets set to make his comeback. Speaking of focus and intensity, you won't believe what Israel Adesanya fought through to beat Alex Pajera just last month to regain his middleweight title that he so desperately wanted back. A couple of big fight cancellations to tell you about. Plus, former force and UFC middleweight champ Luke Rockhold loses his mind when talking about his time spent working for the UFC after the Fertittas left. All that and much more right here on Full Press MMA today, but first, UFC Fight Night this weekend in Vegas. Song Yadong, Ricky Simone, the main event after being bumped from the co-main event last week. Two outstanding talents on their way up in the UFC. Yadong is 19-7-1, but 8-2-1 in the UFC. Simone, 23-8-2 in the UFC. This was going to be a three-round fight. Now it's a five-rounder as well. And this is going to be a fun one in the Bantamweight division. Number 10 and number 8 getting it on in a crowded division at the top at least, but there's room for each one of these guys in the top five, and only one of them is going to keep moving forward after this weekend. Yadong believes it will be him. Talking about Simone, he said, quote, he's a very tough guy, a strong wrestler. His striking is getting better over the years, but in every skill, he's very average. I think my striking is better than him, and my ground game is also better than him. If he wants to wrestle, let's wrestle. If he wants jujitsu, jitsu let us do ju-jiu-jitsu. Simone will not be an easy win for Yadong, to say the least. At 30 years old, he's in the most successful stretch he's had in the UFC. He's won five in a row. This will be his first main event and five-round fight under the UFC banner, and Yudong Hasn't competed since last September. He's 25 years old. Lost to Corey Sanhagen by TKO due to a facial laceration. He stood toe-to-toe with the Sandman, and that was a long fight, too. I think it was the fourth round, and one of those things that happened, he said, I learned don't get caught early in the first round. I should do more elbows, too. I've been practicing elbow skills. If I beat Simone, I'll fight next top five guys. There you go. Yadong and Simone this weekend in Vegas. Let's go, baby. That's going to be a good card. All kinds of fights on that one. And check out the previews that we did on the fight stack previews and odds breakdowns. We do them for every main card fight on every UFC fight card right here on this channel, wherever you're getting your podcast. Also on this fight card, Cody Brundage coming in as an underdog again, the middleweight for the fifth time in as many fights. Giving up the chalk, this time to Rodolfo Vieira, 8-2, 3-2 in the UFC. Brundage, 8-3, 2-2 in the UFC. There's a lot of things going through the mind of Brundage, as he said at Media Day. Quote, I feel like there's a chip on my shoulder because every fight I've had in the UFC, I've been an underdog. I don't think people really give me much respect, which is okay. Maybe I haven't done anything to earn it. In my eyes, I have, but that doesn't really matter sometimes. I feel like I have a chip on my shoulder because people are counting me out. I know they are. He's been a constant underdog, but he has proven the oddsmakers to be wrong half the time. He's won half his UFC fights so far, but... He's coming off the heels of a first-round knockout loss to Mihal Olekseychuk, who's also on this card, by the way, but he's never lost back-to-back bouts in his MMA career. And also on this card, Fernando Peldia, El Valiente. This dude, one of the top Mexican prospects for a long time, had a lot of delays. Getting to where he is right now, it's his UFC debut, but he had some visa issues for years. He's only been able to fight twice since March of 2019. Hasn't fought at all since May of 2021. Two years after he signed to the UFC, he makes his debut against Julian Juicy J. Erosa this week, and Valiente is a jujitsu ace, by the way, but Erosa's had 37 pro fights, 27 and 10, 6 and 6 in the UFC. Padilla, very excited to be here And he talked about this journey and what it took to be that patient before he got his number called. He said, quote, I feel I have that gift, the gift of patience. And it wasn't him getting his number called. It was him being able to come when it was called. Let me just correct myself right there more from him. Obviously, it's been hard. I was 21 when I got signed. I got all these messages like, you still cannot fight. It was all these emotions. He's only 26, guys, and he's finally getting his shot. Everything happens for a reason. It happens for us, not to us. This is his time. It's the right time for him. And he finished up by saying, quote, I just want to go out there and show what I'm made for. I feel fighting is what is made for me. Tune in because magic is going to happen. Man, these goosebumps, guys. I love it when people chase their dreams and make them come true. It really is amazing. Nothing feels better than being a part of that on whatever level we can, right? Just being a part of the sport, you really get that feeling. UFC Fight Night this weekend, Yadong versus Simone, number eight, number ten at Bantamweight, each with the golden opportunity to get a big win, move up in the rankings. They're already in the top ten, and they get to do it while headlining UFC Fight Night in the fight capital of the world. Las Vegas, man, I'll tell you what. What a beautiful world we live in. What a beautiful sport this is. What a blessing it is for me to be here doing this with you right now. And on that note, don't forget to check out the fight stack, too. Full fight previews and odds breakdowns. Every main card fight, every UFC fight card, plus some additional fights here and there. And our end of the week special every Friday after weigh-ins. Anyone missed weight? Any breaking news that will affect anything moving forward? Plus updated odds, props, things like that to help you get that edumacation before you move forward to put some action on the action. We do it right here, wherever you're listening to me with Full Press MMA, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart. Stitcher, Podbean, you name it, you'll find the fight stack. And that includes, by the way, every main card fight on this card this weekend. Yadong versus Simone, a big one in Las Vegas. Keeping it moving on Full Press MMA, Thursday, April 27th, 2023. I'm Jim Grease, G-R-I-E-S. At JimGrease underscore at CagesideGrease on social media. Give me follow, make you holla, we'll chop it up in the digital world. And right here on Full Press MMA, of course, we give you the news, the notes, the hot topics, and the hot takes you need to be the smartest fan in the room when you're talking about the sport we know and love, mix. Martial Arts, a sport that's been very good to Nate Diaz and his brother Nick. Nate turned himself in today to New Orleans police. They issued a warrant for his arrest earlier this week for his involvement in a Bourbon Street brawl. Last Friday, Diaz went in and got out nice and easy. His rep, Zach Rosenfield, said... He was granted and posted a $10,000 bond, said, quote, we appreciate how we were treated by the New Orleans Police Department, the court and their staff. Nate has full permission from the court to resume travel, which includes returning to Stockton today. So Nate was in. Like I said, easy in, easy out in the big easy. Two separate incidents with Nate last Friday night with a couple of. <clears throat> influencers. He was escorted out of the Misfits boxing event allegedly throwing a water bottle at reality TV personality Chase DeMore. The second one is the one that's gone ultra viral, which is that Logan Paul lookalike DB dude, Rodney Peterson and Nate choked him out and laid him down in the street. Some videos have been put out including one by Nate himself and his team that clearly shows that dude instigated the, th- the whole situation in the street with Nate and Nate just put him down and you know, that dude's lucky. Here's my take on it. That dude's lucky that Nate didn't really whoop his ass and really hurt him because he choked him out, and it could have been a lot worse. Just choking somebody out like that, it takes you out of danger, takes him out of danger for the most part. And listen, you want to teach your kids jujitsu jitsu for that reason. You're not going to kill anyone, hurt anyone. You're not going to, I mean, for the most part, right? It's more of a peaceful way and an easier way to defuse a situation. I'm just saying, and that's what Nate did. But they had issued a warrant for Nate on Monday and Nate's position, along with his team, of course, is that it was self-defense, which the second video clearly seems to show. The one thing that I take from this more than anything is, if you haven't learned by now, stop messing with MMA fighters stop it just stop it because it never works out well for you right i mean you're out in public this the second dude by the way is actually an mma fighter with 13 fights so he wasn't just some civilian walking down the street who was attacked by nate diaz but listen nate's gonna box jake paul in august he's got that personality you don't mess with fighters in public but no publicity is bad publicity right this is really gonna promote that fight with jake paul i believe nate will be fully exonerated and. I also think he's going to beat Jake Paul and make a ton of money doing it. But more importantly, as it relates to this story, stop messing with fighters, especially world-class fighters, America. You're going to get your ass beat. You're going to get your ass hurt. Bad things are going to happen no matter what. Just ask that dude who stepped up to Ilya Teporia. I mean, he's an undefeated UFC featherweight contender, number 9 at 145 pounds. He was in Madrid for the premiere of his upcoming documentary. And some dude just kind of comes up as he's making the media rounds and said he was a super fan. Just said, hey, he wanted a little chin check. Maybe not a chin check, but a body shot, right, from El Matador. And he should have saved himself the trouble because he got crumpled, obviously, by Taporia, which, again, speaks to my lesson for the day. Don't F with MMA fighters. You're welcome. Still coming your way on Full Press MMA. You won't believe how determined and relentless Conor McGregor is to come back. I'll tell you all about it in a minute. Another main event, I don't know about scrapped, but gonna have to be redone by the UFC because of another injury and a pullout from a star fighter. Triple C, Henry Cejudo sends a warning. Shots fired to Aljamain Sterling, Sean O'Malley, and Alexander Volkanovsky ahead of his comeback fight. Luke Rockhold goes ballistic on the UFC, talking about his contract and his time there. And Luke Rockhold, former Strike Force and UFC middleweight champ, set to make his BKFC debut this weekend, straight lost his mind on the UFC. All that and more still coming your way, but first, UFC 287's main event saw the greatness of Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champ, the UFC and MMA kickboxing legend, the last stylebender at his greatest, reclaiming his belt with a vicious TKO win over his arch nemesis, Alex Pajera. Well, news breaking on Izzy's YouTube channel. From the source himself, he suffered a grade one MCL tear during training the week prior to the fight. That's right. He beat Alex Pajera, put an end to his arch nemesis right there in the octagon with those overhand rights and that hammer fist, and he did it with a grade one MCL tear. Israel Sonia. such a G. He's done it before his first fight. He did his right ankle. His fight before Brunson, he hurt his knee. And obviously, he won both of those fights, so he had been there before He had overcome it before, and he was ready this time. Besides, nothing was going to stop him from getting in there against Pajera to get that belt back. He was on a mission. He wanted to fight sooner rather than later. Almost everyone told him it was a bad idea. Then the injury leading up to it, and then when you think about the performance and the win, with all those things he was facing, the lack of confidence, the fact that he had lost three times and been finished twice by this guy, to do what Israel Adesanya did is just absolutely incredible. Maybe the greatest performance in UFC history when you think of the circumstances leading up to it. The injury during the fight and the legend of Israel Adesanya. The last style bender just continues to grow. And if you didn't love him enough already, listen to what he said about fighting through the injury to get to that fight against Pajera. He said, quote, if I can get through this and get to the cage, this fight, I can get through the fight. So it added to my confidence, added to my fortitude. I was like, they can't break me. They being the world. What a G. Meanwhile, Dreykus Duplessis has been running his mouth about Izzy, the number ninth ranked 185er who's from South Africa. Izzy, of course, born in Nigeria but trains in New Zealand. He says, quote, I know who I see and I already talked to Dana. Tried to set up some things. I'm going to F and take him to school in the octagon and on history. What he's doing is creating divide. You can't know your history. I have never questioned him as an African because, yeah, you were born in Africa. South Africa. Of course you're an African. I have never questioned that. But who the F is this cracker to tell me who the F I am? Who the F Kamaru is? Who the F Francis Nganu is? I'm like, are you dumb? As a product of colonization, you're trying to tell me who the F I am? You can take the boy out of Africa, but you can never take the Africa out of the boy. I never ever did that to him. I never discredited him as an African. Okay, there you are. Cool. You want to make a fight? Cool. But the fact that as a effing cracker to tell me who the F I am, that pissed me off, and that's why he's my next fight. I don't want to fight anyone else. I don't want to fight anyone else. This one pisses me off. That's one way to get a title shot, but man, bringing up like questioning their, their real authenticity as Africans when the history between South Africa, and, you know, apartheid and all that, man, that is just something that Izzy is not cool with. But Duplessis got his wish, and he'll get the champion if Dana White and the UFC give Izzy his way. More fighter news, Triple C, Henry Cejudo, the former flyweight and bantamweight champion, making his comeback May 6th, New Jersey, against Aljamain Sterling, challenging for the bantamweight belt. He laid in the octagon and walked away from, following his win over Dominic Cruz in Jacksonville almost three years ago, right in the beginning of the pandemic. Well, Triple C has spent the last three years coaching people, building up that cringe personality, working on real estate, making babies with his wife, but he is coming back now and the cringe is coming with him in a YouTube video, Triple C sending out a warning shot to his opponent on May 6th and some future opponents' potentials as well. Quote Al Lane Sterling. Stay tuned. Your time is running out. May 6th is right around the corner. Go out and get your thong ready, your nice little dress ready, because I'm taking you out first. And then I'm going after Ronald MethDonald. That's right, Sean O'Malley. He's next. That dirty Q-tip. And then after that, the real goal. Once I get done with you two tune-ups, I'm going after Alexander the Average. Of course, he means Alexander Volkanovsky. First things first for Triple C, May 6th in New Jersey against Aljamain Sterling for the Bantamweight belt. Meanwhile, a couple of big injuries affecting upcoming UFC cards. UFC 290 is losing Davison Figueredo. The former flyweight champion was going to fight Manel Kopp, but he is still not medically cleared to compete following his quadrilogy fight against Brandon Moreno. He said he's still injured. Jack Hermanson, the Joker, is out of his UFC fight night main event against Brendan Allen for undisclosed reasons. That UFC fight night taking place June 3rd. No word yet on any replacement from the UFC. But the run of tough luck just continues to go on for Jack the Joker Hermanson. Hope he can turn things around, get back in there, and string a couple of wins together. Really good dude. Wrapping it up on Full Press MMA on your Thursday, Jim Grease, G R I E S, at Jim Grease underscore, at Cageside Grease on social media. The news, the notes, the hot topics, the hot takes you need to be the smartest fan in the room talking about the sport we know and love, mixed martial arts. And if that room is a sports book, we got your back with the fight stack. We give you full previews and odds breakdowns of every main card fight on every UFC fight card. Find it right here, wherever you're hearing me right now, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you get full. Press MMA. And I hope you get Netflix because Conor McGregor's third documentary, McGregor Forever, is coming out May 17th. And in that series, some serious inspiration from Conor McGregor saying, quote, I thought my career was over as well. That's why I flipped into a different mode. you hear this. Now it was the adrenaline as well. And I know I would have calmed down. And part of me is thinking, geez, imagine it was just taken from me like that. I would be a different person. And it was a bit scary. To be honest, he adds like a stone It's McGregor forever, and don't you forget it. Talking about his comeback plans, it's McGregor forever, and don't you forget it. Meanwhile, Luke Rockhold, ready for his BKFC debut at BKFC 41 against Mike Perry. Well, talking to the media, Rockhold not remembering his time at the UFC fondly saying, quote, being locked in with them and what they were offering and what was on the table and having to work back through their ranks on their terms. I did not want to do that. I want new goals. I want new challenges. You never know. I could go back there as long as it was on my terms. But conquering another world right now is what I'm looking for. More mountains to climb, more things to do. This is what I'm effing here for. I like fighting. Fighting effing gives me life. BKFC's. Biggest signing to date went on to say if there wasn't as many yes men, if there were more Francis Singanos and Luke Rockholds and people like that had an effing pair of balls, we'd have an even effing playing field. But there's too many bitches in the world. And then he went on to talk about Frank and Lorenzo Fertita, the guys that helped him out and hooked him up. But that all those things they did helping out fighters are gone now that the Fertitas are gone. Rockhold, by the way, headlining that with Mike Perry this weekend, BKFC 41. Also, Chad Mendes on that card, Ben Rothwell and more. Finally, on this date in MMA history, April 27, 2013, 10 years ago today in front of a sold-out crowd in New Jersey, John Jones defeated Chael Sonnen for another defense of his light heavyweight title by TKO, punches and elbows. What was notable about this fight is that Jones broke his toe and almost had the fight stopped, which would have been a TKO, and given the bad guy, Chael Sonnen, the UFC's light heavyweight championship. That's all there is, Fight Fans. There is no more Full Press MMA on your Thursday, April 27th, 2023. The news, the notes, the hot topics, the hot takes you need to be the smartest fan in the room. Talking about the sport we know and love, mixed martial arts. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jim Grease, G-R-I-E-S, at Jim Grease underscore, at CageSideGrease on social media. As always, reminding you, my favorite Fight Fans in the world, to keep your game tight and your mind right, baby. I'm out.